Welcome to I Am, I Have, brought to you by Happiful Magazine and Counselling Directory. Today we're talking to Richie Norton, renowned yoga and breathwork practitioner and the author of the brilliant new book, Lift Your Vibe. We talk about breathwork, movement, patience and the kindness rebound. Before we start today's episode, I have some great news. Happiful is partnering with Wellbeing by the Lakes, a stunning five-day wellness festival taking place in Dorset from the 8th to the 12th of September. Day tickets are just £12.50 and we'll be curating and presenting Happiful Afternoons in the Riverside Tent. Search Happiful and Wellbeing by the Lakes to find out more and I really hope to see you there. Now, back to Richie. I hope you enjoy this conversation and we'd love it if you could rate, review and share. It helps others to find us and we read every comment you post. I'm so pleased to welcome Richie Norton, highly acclaimed yoga and breathwork practitioner, founder of the Vibe Tribe and author of the fantastic new book, Lift Your Vibe, Eat, Breathe and Flow to Sleep Better, Find Peace and Live Your Best Life. Welcome Richie and thanks for joining us on this gorgeous sunny day today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'd love it if you could introduce yourself in your own words and tell anyone who might not have met or heard you before what you do and how you came to do it. Okay, so I do try and shorten this intro as best I can, but it's, as, as many people know, it's not that easy to break down. It's quite a long story. <laughs> um, but I currently am a mind and movement mentor. And to elaborate on that, I trained as a yoga teacher and a personal trainer and a breathwork practitioner and a mindset and lifestyle coach because I realized these were the key things that I had to understand and learn for myself to come back from a very broken rugby body, which was my previous career path, which ended quite early on. The journey to becoming a yoga teacher was a very exciting one and allowed me to learn a lot about my, my body and my mind and the power of breath and the power of movement. And then came the chapters of learn how to eat better and learning things like sleep is very important. <laughs> so that, that's, that's basically become the contents of this book that we're going to be talking about, I think, today. I think it's important to recognize that that was... 10 years of working on myself and I'm still in that learning process but yeah I'm now about to be an author which is all very exciting you are an author I've got the published version of your book it's it's done (laughs) yeah that's crazy actually see it in the back background there I I hold I obviously have a copy myself and just even now looking at it is just mind-blowing that it's going to be allowed to be out there to be set free to the world and hopefully change lots of lives so So let's move on to your I am's and we're going to start with your first one, which you've already said to us, which is I am a mind and movement mentor and you're on a mission to change as many lives as you can. Tell us more. When I realized in my own journey, I actually had quite a tough time rehabilitating from the rugby injuries and didn't really know the career path I was going to go down. I kind of feel like the rug had fully been pulled from under me and it put me in, in a very low point of my life which I can now talk about as as a mental health challenge or or battles and I wasn't able to understand what was going on with my mind and all of the emotions and and, uh, challenges that came with that and it was going on this journey with learning about yoga 
and you know how powerful yoga is for your physical body but even more so for your your mental health and learning about breath work and understanding how powerful it was to apply these little tools to my life and how much of an impact it had on my on my life in a positive way i wanted to learn how to teach this i wanted to be a messenger of all these incredible tools so I explored the world, met with incredible teachers and found mentors of my own, absorbed as much as I possibly can and decided this is what I was going to do with my life and to try and transform as many lives as I can, like mine was by applying these tools. And one of the things that I really loved in your book is in your introduction, you talk about the fact that understanding when you were a rugby player you wouldn't have necessarily thought that yoga was something for you and when you first started to try yoga even though athletically you were very fit it was something that you struggled with mm -hmm. and I love the fact that you point out that yoga isn't just for women in like <laughs> you know because I think there is a perception sometimes in the wellness industry that that certain types of bodies or people belong to certain types of exercise. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that you do really well is you make it very relatable for everybody. Is that important to you? Very much so. Even hearing you say that is like, yes, yes. It's because that is, that is the mission. I, I was somebody, I was that person that didn't want to do yoga. I was that person that didn't want to be spiritual or mindful, even like those words. I positioned myself as someone who wanted to improve my health health was the thing that I was working on. I didn't feel like yoga was for me, but it took a really great teacher to talk to me in a way like you just described in a way that it made it easy for me to connect with it. And it was realizing that it just needed to be broken down in a way where I would understand what it was doing for my physical health and for my mental health and how it was going to make me feel. And it was that feeling I got when I practiced or the feeling I got when I did a certain movement practice or a certain breath practice that I grabbed a hold of and realized, wow, this is, you know, exactly what I've been looking for. It just took someone to describe it and teach me in a way that allowed me to unlock, you know, what its potential was. So knowing that I'm passing that on in the right way, in the same way is, is great to hear because that definitely is really important for everybody to get a connection with it. Well, you really are. And you obviously do lots with your Vibe Tribe and also you work with Fit as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanted to talk to about was breath work, because mm -hmm. we've had a few people on the podcast already this series who have talked about how breath work has been transformational for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Poppy Jamie was on a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and she was talking about the fact that for her, it felt like it was almost, you know, 30 years of therapy in 40 minutes. It, <laughs> it just kind of allowed her to bring things to the surface. And I've heard different people talk about it in different ways. Tell me your perception of breath work and why it's so important for you. Okay, so I, I can definitely relate to that. I've had some interesting journeys, as I call them, breathwork journeys. And I think it's important to share with people that aren't maybe aware of what it's all about is, first of all, you're breathing right now. Breathing is our lifeline, right? So we're doing that anyway. It's one of those things we do all day. Why not make it work for you? Why not make breathing better? Why not let breath work be something that you have as a tool that you use all day? Because that's what breath work allows you to do. And, and the scale of that is, and this is where I came into it, was breathing was going to help improve my physical performance on the rugby pitch breathing better was going to allow me to manage stress better because initially I hadn't addressed it at all. 
and a few little changes in how I was breathing. So slowing down my breath and taking my time, holding my breath for a few moments and slowing down my breath out had an instant shift in my mood. And then when I learned about how it impacted other parts of my, my health and my well-being, it was a really exciting journey to go down because it gave me the power to take control and you know, take action in, in improving my health for me just by bringing attention to your breathing. So it's such a wide open space right now. And, and I always say, just try it. Just delve into it a little bit just by bringing attention to your breathing and then start to recognize how powerful that can be for you. And then various different paths can be un unlocked, but I think it's great just to recognize right now you're breathing. How are you feeling? Can you slow your breathing down to find some more calm? Do you want to speed it up to find more energy? You know, it's so incredible, isn't it? That breathwork can do all these things for us. And on a much deeper level, there are breath practices that can cause real shifts and transformations emotionally. And that can be obviously a, a real game changer. And it's such a fascinating subject. And in your book, you give some kind of minute, you go through minute, if you've got 15 minutes, if you've got an hour or, you know, above, but even just breathing in for five, holding for five and breathing out for five, it's amazing how much it changes your physiology, the way, you know, and the way you're, you're feeling. And I think it's such an interesting subject because it's, again, it's one of the things we almost do unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And it's about becoming conscious of something that we all have to do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. And I would say that your book is a great introduction to it as well. I like to think so. <laughs> well, it's... I think that's great to touch on that is because in the book, those people that haven't maybe come across it yet, there's breath practices in the book that take just a minute of your time. A lot of time, you know, one of the reasons we don't do a lot of the things we know we should be doing more is because we don't have the time or we feel we don't have the time or we don't know how to start. So there are breath practices you can do that will just take a minute of your time that will have an instant impact. If you have more time and you can practice more regularly, like hopefully anything that we're looking to change, it will have a much deeper impact. So I'm hoping this is a no excuse, you know, book where it can just be the catalyst, hopefully for you to go deeper into that journey. And we don't have any excuses not to work on it because we're already doing it. We don't have any excuses not to breathe. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I was going to say is I find myself when I'm driving, I've noticed that I, I almost hold my breath mm -hmm. when I'm driving mm -hmm. and then I end up taking a long exhale. But that's obviously making me feel more stressed mm -hmm. when I'm mm -hmm. doing that. You know, I'm gripping the wheel. And mm -hmm. so there are different points in your life you could think about, you know, could I try this exercise now? So thank you for that. And we're going to move on to your next I am, which is, I am a big believer in the power of kindness and connection. Tell us more. So how do I unpack this in, in, a, in an easy, easy way? So kindness, we, which we can all relate to, when we receive kindness in any form, it makes us feel good or it tends to like lift our mood or give us this emotional release of like, oh, that's nice. And in that process, when we you know, are the people providing a form of kindness, like asking how somebody is or doing a kind gesture and doing something without looking for anything in return. It usually just feels good to be kind, you know, because you see that in that other person or that they smiled or they really appreciated that. They said, thank you. It's like, oh, so I like to think this is the, as this as the, the kindness rebound. And if there's one thing you can go out and have as your mission for the day, let's say you're having a shocker of a day or, 
you're not quite in the, in the best place yourself or there's things around you that you can't control. Being kind is a really nice way to guide your day because it's likely you might be able to lift someone else's day or cheer someone else up that needed that little bit of a boost. And in the process, it's like, oh, that was quite nice to do that. That felt good. In connection to connection, when you connect with others and you have that sense of community and you have that sense of someone being there for you, it, it acts as a, a mini support network or somebody that you can confide in or someone that has your back or just know someone like-minded is in your space that will understand and get you. And I really believe that if you are putting that energy out there to be that person and to look out for others and to be kind and to be considerate, all of these things that we have the ability to do as a human being can often attract more of it into your life because you're more open to it. So I think everyone maybe has a slightly different way of connecting with that, but that's our ability as a human being to go out there and you know represent being a better human being and having that kindness trait and looking up a lot more to see if someone might need some help. And I just really believe in that being a really nice sense of purpose if you haven't found it yet. And it can really snap, you know, out of a, snap you out of a negative and pull you into more of a positive and lift your vibe. Which is what we all want. But I love that <laughs> phrase, the kindness rebound. Yeah, I think um, I'm claiming that. I've not heard it anywhere else. So I think I'll you should here first. very quickly after this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> go and claim it. But the kindness rebound is very true. And I think in some communities, we've seen an elevated sense of kindness throughout the pandemic as people mm-hmm. have relied upon each other. But we've also seen the reverse as, as people have kind of closed down. We're wearing masks. It's mm-hmm. much harder mm-hmm. to make contact with people. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to see if someone's smiling. So I think continuing that practice beyond as we mm-hmm. start to move out of the pandemic is so important because yeah. in terms of our collective mental health, it's been such a tough time. For sure. Um, we need to really think about that kindness as an everyday practice, as you said, and it costs mm-hmm. nothing to be kind. Exactly. That was a good thing. I didn't mention that. It's free. Yeah. You know, we love free stuff. Movement's free. The only thing that isn't free is food. Often. That's another element of the book, right? So I almost could have boxed off. This book is free. <laughs> <laughs> All the tools in this book are free. Definitely. I think if there's one thing you can do today, it's go and go and practice kindness and just watch the ripple effect of that. Ripple effect. There you go. That's it. So your next I am is one that I am very much looking forward to talking about, which is I am happiest when exploring the outdoors and lost in the wild. So tell us more about outdoors and getting lost in the wild and what that does for you. The reason this played a big part in the book as well was it was a real game changer for me to reconnect with the outdoors and and going on more adventures and, and getting out in nature because I neglected it for so long. I lived in London Even though I lived near a park, it wasn't quite the same and I didn't really get there as much. I just got busy, busy, busy. And I remember as a kid, it was such a big part of my childhood and it really was one of the lifelines. I think that got me through my childhood was being able to like let off steam and go on mini adventures with my my parents and play in the ocean, climb mountains and run around, burn off all this energy. And I, I obviously as a kid, I didn't really understand how powerful it actually was on a deeper level, but it was going on this journey, you know, living in London, getting injured and losing my way a little bit. It was getting back into connecting with nature that really became the cornerstone of me regrounding myself. And 
and finding space to clear my head and uh, let off some steam and to channel my energy and to reconnect with nature and realize how powerful it was on a, on a much deeper level. So happiest when outdoors, 100%. And, and it's, you know, it's scientifically, scientifically backed now how, you know, incredible it is for our health, physical and mental and emotional to look up at the sky and to look at trees and to swim in the ocean and take our feet shoes off and be barefoot in the grass. You know, who doesn't feel good when they do that? And we just neglect it, I feel, and we take it for granted or we, we prioritize other things, whereas we are potentially missing a huge part of us feeling at our best by just simply taking a break in the outdoors. And you don't always have to go to the depths of, you know, camping out in the wild like I like to do and switch off from technology and find zero Wi-Fi signal. But at least just maybe go and sit in your local park and turn your phone off and close your eyes and listen to the birds and just disconnect, turn the volume down, pause your brain for a moment and realize how much of a reboot that might actually be to help you get through your day and then build on that as a practice. So not everyone can move to nature like I did. I had to because I'd, I'd reached the end of my London experience, but I realize now I just need to fly that flag and remind people as often as possible that it could be a real lifeline to help you, you know, keep moving in the right direction. Like you said, going to the park, taking off your shoes, that feeling of your feet in grass, you know, also practicing breathing and being mm -hmm. mindful, mm -hmm. throwing in a bit of kindness on your way into the park. I think yeah, it's very talking. Yes. good to connect with nature. One of the things you talk about in your book, which I love, and we don't talk about enough, is the word playing as adults, mm -hmm. because we all know how to work. We all know how to, you know, that, that word that seems to be banded around hustle. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. do we make time for play without a purpose? So mm -hmm. running without, you know, counting how many miles we've done. Mm -hmm. Tell us why you think play is so important and how you incorporate play. Well, first of all, I try and incorporate play all day as often as I can, wherever possible, wherever I can get away with it, really. Um, it's part of who I am and my personality. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever grown up or I don't think I'll ever grow up in my, in my headspace. I like the idea of that playful mindset. I find if, you, if I take myself too seriously or um, get buried in something for too, too long or I sit still for too long, uh, stress builds up. I feel tense. You know, my mood is low. But also my attitude it just, just feels uninspired. So when I get to play, and when I mean by play, it's like maybe I just roll up my yoga mat and I you know, freestyle a little flow and stretch off my shoulders and really work deeper into my breath or I go for a walk or I you know, play with you know, my niece and nephew and just you know, act around a little bit and just get silly. It just snaps me out of that low vibration or that stuck fuse, like low energetic state and just woof, lifts my energy and can clear that hazy brain fog that we get. And also it just keeps me agile. I find, you know, with a lot of people I work with, they're often just stuck behind a desk or they're on their laptop for hours all day and they just turn into these zombies and they wonder why they're lethargic and not sleeping very well and their mood's not great and they're dealing with all these things because they haven't made time to get up and shake it off. They haven't found a way to dis disperse all that tension that's building up in their body. And this is often then leads to all these other 
mental issues that we're, we're dealing with right now because we're not finding ways to let go and not finding ways to shake it off like the wild animals do in the wild, you know, when they get scared or there's a lot of energy behind why. I just find that element of play makes it fun. Yeah. It makes life fun. It makes every moment fun. It helps to take away the seriousness of certain situations that need to be more lighthearted. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a personal mental state for me, but I find, you know, being playing more like a child with that childlike mentality allows you to sort of see things with a slightly more lighter, more colorful perspective. As you said, so many of us are sitting at boxes every day. Mm. You know, it's kind of the hunch in the shoulders, which comes down to your back, mm. which comes down mm. to your glutes. Mm. And one of the things you talk about is getting up for a minute and just moving. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this, who's perhaps sat at a computer and is, is thinking, that's me, my shoulders ache, my back aches, mm. I feel tired, I feel lethargic, I don't know where to start? Well, the first thing is, is actually recognising that. Some people ignore it. They ignore the signs that they're in pain. They ignore the signs that they're feeling a bit flat and they're in this head funk or, uh, you know, whatever the emotional senses are. But our body's trying to tell us to move all the time when we get this feedback from our body. And rather than think about going to a, do a workout or a yoga class and going to do a meditation and things like that, just get up. Listen to your body, act on it, bring attention to your breathing, slow down your breathing, calm the nervous system down, de-stress on a cellular level by first of all, you know, bringing attention to your breathing, slowing it down, calming your state. And then if you can't leave your box and you're stuck in that room for whatever reason, you can't go for a nice walk and, and all of these things when you do have that time stretch it out move slowly the, the, the exercise in this book are short because we don't have any excuse not to find a little time to flow to, to get rid of this tension to help it subside and the more you practice it the stronger you become and the more capable you are so you're less likely to get these tension problems and these pains so a short little stretch to work on the main joints like the shoulders and the upper back and the hips can instantly lift your mood change your energy level, get you more focused, provide some more relaxation, uh, relaxating energy. And I find a lot of the time it can be that little shift in just a minute's practice that gives you that insight to go, ah, oh, I can do this. So it's just starting, act, become aware of it, and then find your flow with it. Tap into the feeling rather than the actual action of completing the task, just start. There we go. And I think that's one of the things that we all have a, not we all have, a lot of us have a completion mentality. So mm -hmm. I know that I would do this. Once I finish this article, mm -hmm. I will go for a walk once mm -hmm. I've, but, but why, why not get up and move and perhaps anchor that behavior with, I'll get up and move and then I'll go and drink a glass of water by the window mm -hmm. and have a minute out. So I think that's really easy for people to do. And as I say, I'm one of those people who is quite often sat at my box you know my computer all day <laughs> so I've been loving some of the exercises in your book especially in terms of hips mm -hmm. and moving our hips because we're so seated so much of the time um, that's it that's it we just need to break break the the mold a lot of, a lot of time people think about I need to have this posture and it looks like this mm. whereas bad posture is is basically any position that you're stuck in for long periods of time 
So if you're always moving and you're rolling your shoulders and you're, you're stretching it out and you're creating this little shift of energy, moving blood and oxygen around your body, it is, it is getting to all of your cells. It's getting to all of your tissues, which can often then lead to less tension buildup. Yeah. And you can achieve that just by going for a walk around the block, which might just take you five minutes and you'll come back, you'll be energized, you'll have a fresh headspace. You would have got outside, got some sunshine on your face at the same time, all these wins, and then combine that with a big glass of water to hydrate your brain and your body, and you're flying again, rather than just going, I haven't got time. And for our listeners, I mean, obviously you can't see this, but you move as you talk, I think Mm. because you're talking about moving, Mm. but it's definitely, it feels quite infectious in terms of I'm very aware now of that I hold my breath so that it's not heard on the podcast, of -hmm. that I'm trying to sit upright, but actually there's pressure on my my lower back when Mm -hmm. I do that. So if you're listening, just think about the way that you're sat at the moment and and take a bit of time out because it is a reminder that we breathe so we could breathe better and we're sitting. So have a think about how you're sitting. Glad you've highlighted that. So wherever someone is listening to this right now, I'm hoping they're walking out in nature and they're absorbing it. They're looking up at the sky and, you know, the dream. But a lot of people, that's not the case. This is a very good opportunity to take a breath right now. So breathe in through your nose, fully expand into the chest, into the ribs, into the belly. Pause for a moment and let it out nice and slow. How did that make you feel? Oh, good. Go again. And then you now listen to the rest of this chat by being more mindful of your breath, finding calm and using this as an opportunity to get the best out of this time. And then movement wise, how is your body feeling? Where are you sat? Are you walking? Are you sat in a position that is hunched over your shoulders around it? Can you unlock that by moving your shoulders and you now stretching to the side and staying mobile? Think about lubricating all of your joints, creating better blood flow to the joints and to the muscles, to your brain. So you feel more energized, you feel more alert, you feel more connected. Just little adjustments can have huge impacts when you become more aware of it. The first thing you have to do is catch yourself, be aware of it, and then you know act appropriately. And it can have really incredible impacts on your life. And that's wonderful. And I'm really thinking about our listeners and hoping if you're listening you've just done that (laughs) scroll back and do it again Um, (laughs) press pause sit there for five minutes and just go free flow a little bit come back to us in a minute let me know then come back for the end because it's going to be great but yeah stop and do that and and also let us know if you do it you know let us know on social media richie will tell you where you can find him uh, Mm -hmm. later on at the end of the podcast but let us know because it would be It'd be great to, to start a kind of chain reaction of listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. listening to Richie and actually starting to make those changes. So thank you for that. And we're going to go on short I have, which is fascinating. You say, I have lived a few lives already and I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. So because of the ups and downs and the real roller coaster of the, the life journey so far, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I still, I kind of feel like I'm still in my twenties physically because of the work I've done on myself, but it, it really wasn't that the case when I was, when I was younger and living this life, I, I grew up in the middle East. My dad, uh, my mom was a, an arts teacher as a, at a English and American expat community school. I lived in the desert in a place called Doha. 
uh, in the Middle East. My dad worked offshore as a geologist and I spent all these younger years in the desert playing in the ocean and, you know, chasing camels around the desert. A really bizarre childhood, you know, so that's a life for me. And I remember memories of that and how it then led into what I feel is like the next chapter, the next life where I moved to Cheshire. We moved back to the UK and I went to school there, but it was really foreign for me and I didn't feel like it was my place. But luckily rugby became a really big part of my childhood and was really was my my opportunity to become more mature and and to develop certain skills and to you know go through that educational period but deep down I, I realized that wasn't you know my true calling to be in school go to university I, I wanted to explore and for, for me it was seeing life as little chapters yeah. as, as little sections of life that where you learn lessons you overcome challenges, you face obstacles, and you're almost like reborn when you choose to turn a corner or go down a different path. So, and when I think about lives, I just feel like I have been given a few lives because, you know, I was hospitalized from uh, necrotic appendicitis where I'd really found myself in a real toxic place, drinking and partying in London. And my body literally shut down. And my, the doctor told my family that I might not survive the operation because it was so advanced. Um, and I was only like 20, 28 years old. So obviously I survived that. Um, but that felt like a, a rebirth, giving, us, giving myself a second chance, but also realizing how fragile life is how fragile our health is and how we should really cherish the time that we have here. And yeah, I think to be relatable to anybody, like, you know, when you face obstacles and you face these challenges in your life that you think, well, my life's over or how am I ever going to overcome this? Or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in this situation. I think it's really important to know that that time will pass and we've all been there. You know, it's like deal with it in the moment, see it for what it is. What can you learn from it? How can you overcome it? You know, how are you going to work past this? just knowing that if you stay persistent and keep moving forwards with it, you will work through it and it will pass. And it might be, you know, the next chapter that becomes like the time you might find your place in that next chapter and lives chapter. I like to think of it like what's next. Yeah. So when I say I'm only just getting started, I hit 40 and I was thinking, wow, I don't even recognize the old me because of how much work I've done on rebuilding myself and training and learning and that continued mission that I hope we all have to try and improve anywhere we can to try and better our lives and, you know, try and achieve as much as we possibly can while we're here and to leave the world, you know, knowing that you've made an impact in some way, maybe just by being kind. You know, I think I just think that's a really nice way to look at life and how I carry myself because I feel so lucky to have made it this far because I almost didn't. So knowing that I've found, a, you know, a purpose that means something gives me that sense of like being grateful for life and that I know it's just getting started again. I think so many people will take heart from that as well because one of the things is when you're in a bad place, as you talked about when you had your operation, Sometimes it feels like that's your future. Your present is your future. Mm -hmm. but, but looking at life in terms of chapters, mm -hmm. 
you know, we always have the next chapter. We can always turn the next page. Mm. You know, every day is a fresh slate. Every day is a chance to start different. Mm. Of course, there will be life circumstances that can impede that. Mm -hmm. But where you're at right now isn't your final destination. Not unless you choose it to be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a choice, right? So I think if everyone realizes right now in this moment, how are you in yourself? Are you happy where you are? Are you content? You know, are you feeling satisfied with where you are? Great, amazing. But if you're not, and you want to create a change, and you want to do something different, and you want to turn a corner, then take ownership in that and then explore it and see that as a really exciting journey to go on because it's your choice. We don't have to stay stuck. We just sometimes need to maybe take a step back and change our perspective and see our options, but don't feel stuck. Just see it as a, a moment just to regroup a little bit and then see what that next step is. But just know that time will pass if you decide to apply the right energy to it. Thank you for sharing that. I'd love to ask you one question. And we've just talked about the chapters so far. If you could meet your future self, so if Richie in 10 years time could come back and meet you now, what do you hope he would say to you? So what would he say to me when I got mm. there 10 years time? I'm pretty sure he'd say, well done for sticking with it. He'd say, well done for digging deep and working through those challenges when you want to give up. Well done for putting in the work and for continuing to learn and to believing in what you're here to be doing and knowing, trusting the process and well done for being patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think you'd be like, good on you, see how far you've come. I told you it would be worth it. Sounds like that's what you can say to your younger self now anyway. You know, in terms of I that could. journey so um thank you for sharing that and can you just tell us one more time the name of your book and where people can find you so yeah the book is lift your vibe um by myself uh it's coming out on the 24th of june i'm not sure if this is going to be out before or after that but it will uh, be out when people listen to this <laughs> <laughs> they'll be able to buy it immediately wicked wicked so the the instagram channel is often where i'm most live and interactive the that's richie norton underscore and then the website is usually where you'll find access to what i'm up to and where i'm at and what i'm doing and that is thestrengthtemple.co.uk that's wonderful thank you for joining us today richie my pleasure thanks for having me i really enjoyed the chat thank you for listening to i am i have don't forget to download the free helpful app and we'd really love it if you could check out well-being by the lakes too we'll be there from the 8th to the 12th of september before you go i wanted to let you know that on the helpful app we have information about where you can find mental health support if you need immediate help, Samaritans are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week on 116-123 or email joe at samaritans.org. Help is available. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Lucy Donoghue for Happiful. I hope you'll listen again soon. <laughs>